So this wing story, if you saw the the uh, Paul Schwartz story, as obviously the he had some of the details of of Wink Martindale's firing here at the Giants or resigning, which right now we don't know what it is. We saw pictures of him at a at a at the Newark Airport. He's on his way to Sarasota. He's flying home. He apparently just so apparently the way it went down. If you if you read the Paul story, Paul Schwartz of the Post, they have that interview. They have the meeting with the the press at eight a.m. or whenever it was eight thirty. They say that they don't that they their expectations is for Wink and Kafka to be back. They announced the firings of McGahee and and Bobby Johnson, the special teams and offensive line coaches, and Wink and Kafka are most likely going to back be back. That's their anticipation. Then they meet with Wink, and they alert him to the fact that they are letting go uh, linebacker coach and right hand man of Wink Martindale, Drew Wilkins, and his younger brother Kevin. And apparently he flips out. Apparently he stands up, curses out table, and leaves the building and leaves the state and is on his way to Florida. And he tells his friends privately that he's re- that he's resigning, but he has not told the Giants. Apparently they don't they haven't heard from him. They don't know what's going on. I mean, he's not going to be the coordinator anymore. He stepped up, cursed out the coach, and left the building. But he hasn't announced his resignation. They're going to probably try and work something out. I would think he's got three million dollars coming to him. And he's not going to, they can control where he goes necessarily. So I'm sure they're going to work something out or buy out something where he's going to be able to go where he wants and get paid something. But right now, the, the, the circumstances are completely just up in the air with the Giants and Wink Martindale. And what we're learning is, is that Wink, I'm starting to think Wink orchestrated this whole thing and did not want to be a giant defensive coordinator after this year. Because if you go back to the Glazer story, and even further back than that, the the Cowboys game. Now, look, there are clips of Brian Dable yelling at Wink during the Cardinal game, second week of the year. You know, he's an excitable coach, and I'm sure he's a different guy to work for. And I think Wink Martindale has a big ego as someone who was getting head coaching interviews uh, for years now, and specifically after last year when he did a great job with the Giants. And I think when you are the coordinator he is and the job the defense has done and the lack of production from the offense – I think he probably had a big enough ego and didn't want to hear from Brian Dable, who's leading this offense absolutely nowhere, which is uh, uh, his prerogative, but that's the head coach, right? So apparently during the Dallas game last year, I mean, you know, this Dallas game that they lost 49-17, to they knew they were limited offensively, and they came up with an overall, you know, um, limited game plan. They wanted to make it simple. They wanted to try and keep things close. They didn't want to have an aggressive game plan, either offensively or defensively. They wanted to run the ball. They wanted to play base defense. That was the game plan. That's the game plan the head coach came up with. He did not want to be aggressive against that explosive offense with Dak and Lamb and Cooks and everybody else. So that was the plan. And Wink didn't care, and Wink blitzed at will, and they and Lamb had an enormous day, and they scored 49 points and blew the Giants out 49-17. And apparently that's where it started to riff, where he just disregarded the idea of the head coach and saying, let's play a simple game plan here. I do not want to be aggressive because I don't know if we don't get home with our defensive backfield, they're going to blow us out, and Lamb's going to have a huge day, and we can't keep up offensively. And Wink didn't want to listen. Wink did what he Wink does, which is blitz. And I guess there was some turmoil there. And after that game is where the Glazer story comes from. So after that game, the next week, Glazer goes on Fox and says there's a big rift 
between the head coach and Wink Martindale, and that it's so bad he does not see it progressing past this year. Dable is completely taken aback by that story, has no idea that, you know, who put that out there, which clearly if it's not Dable, and if I'm believing the reporting of Paul Schwartz, it wasn't Dable, then clearly it's put out there by Wink Martindale. So Dable goes to the defensive group. Dable Dable goes to the defensive coaches and says, does anybody have a problem with me? Let's air this out now. Let's talk about it now. Tell me if you have an issue with me. And not a single person steps up and says a damn thing. So the coach went to the defensive room. He went to Wink. He went to his right-handed man, Drew Wilkins. He went to the defensive coaches and said, is there a problem here? Let's hash this thing out. And the coaches had nothing to say. Nothing to say. So then the season plays out. The defense is the best unit on the team, no doubt about it. But ultimately, when you look at it, we talked about this yesterday, when you look at the the pass rush here and the outside linebackers, uh, in, in Thibodeau, 71st in win percentage, in pass rush win percentage against his opponent out of 79 out, outside linebackers. Aziz Ajilari, 76th out of 79, and, and Jihad Ward is 78th out of 79. So let me ask you a question. Why is this coach, this head coach of the football team, who won coach of the year last year and transformed this team into a playoff team and won a football game, why why is he why does he have to go to his coach in Bobby Johnson, his guy, the offensive line coach, and let him go? Because he knows it's best for the team because the offensive line was terrible and he had to go fire a coach that he respects, he's worked with before, he brought here, he loves. He moved on from him because he knew it was best. So at the end of the year, when the team is 6-11, and 11, when this defense can't get a pass rush, when they have a guy who in Thibodeau is a talented dude who can get after the quarterback, who does have some sacks, but does not get the pressure you want, who does not impact the games enough, whose game plan with this coaching staff, with Wink Martindale, has them in pass rush way too much. Why is it too much to ask when the head coach goes to the coordinator and tells him we're making a change at outside linebacker? And Wink Martindale needs to stand up, curse out Brian Dable, and walk out? And immediately get on a plane? And probably feed... Uh, and 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 go gossip to Glazer about the relationship between the two. He wanted out, and he wanted to get fired. They didn't want to fire him. They played a little bit of gamesmanship and let go of his coaches. Which, by the way, I'm not saying they're bad coaches. What I'm saying is, is you can point to the group they coach, and they have not been successful. The same way you could point to the offensive line. The same way you can point to the special teams. And Brian Dable stepped up, and he fired the special teams coordinator, and he fired an offensive line coach he brought here who he respects and who he's worked with before. But but God forbid you ask Wink Martindale to let go of a coach he respects. He's got to get up, curse you out, leave, never return, not even tell you he's resigning, tell people personally he's resigning, while this entire end of the season he's probably bad-mouthing him, causing all kinds of problems, feeding stories to, Gla- uh, to Glazer. You know what? I'm sorry. Wink Martindale uh, comes off like the bad guy here. After that story that I read from Paul Schwartz, I don't think that it's Brian Dable. And I understand Brian Dable's the head coach. I understand Brian Dable's the guy who's supposed to keep this thing together. He's the guy who's, it's up to him to make sure the relationship works. It's pretty clear Wink Martindale didn't want it to work. He could say whatever he wants 
during on Thursdays during the media sessions about how much he loves it here and it's a destination, it's where he wants to be. He didn't act like that. He didn't act like that. And he stands up and curses out the coach. This is this is Dable's team. Who does Wade Barndale think he is? You make it sound like this defense bins world beaters just because it's better than this crappy offense that didn't have a quarterback this year. And I and although I think he's done a fine job as defensive coordinator, and ultimately the Giants would have been better off if he had stayed, who the hell does he think he is that he can't do the same thing the head coach was willing to do? And he's got to stand up and curse him out and walk out the room and feed Glazer stories and not want to be here. He didn't want to be here. Bye. I'm sorry. I, I, I Reading everything that's gone on since. And I think Dable did absolutely the right thing. This is his team. Like it or not, fire Dable and bring in Vrabel. That's fine. You know, that's how much I think of Vrabel. But as long as you are going to trust Brian Dable to be the head coach of this team, he has got to be the man. He is the head coach. It's got to be his team. And he can't have defensive coaches leaking stories to Jay Glazer and then having nothing to say when he approaches them and says, let's hash this out. Anybody have a problem with me? And nobody wants to speak up. And then when they're asked to do the same thing he did and fire coaches, they stand up, curse them out, leave the building, don't even tell the team they're resigning, and probably going to try and figure out a way to get some money and be able to pick their next job. Brian Dable did exactly what he had to do. It sucks. I wish they could have worked it out, but this has got to be very, this has got to be Dable's team. He's the head coach. He's going to be the one who's on record. Wink Martindale is going to be able to uh, get another six and eleven season next year and go get another defensive coordinator job. He's going to be the one fired as the head coach and maybe not get another shot. I don't know. It's on him, and it's got to be his team. And I understand. You know, you listen to a Dory Jackson. He was surprised that. That Wink just walked off and and just walked off into the into the distance and got on a plane home to Florida. Like, I, Wink Martindale didn't want to make this thing work. Brian Dable tried, and I'm not saying Brian Dable isn't a tough guy to work for. He probably is. We have video of him screaming at Wink on the sideline during the Cardinals game. Uh, obviously, famously screaming at Thomas McGee, the special teams coordinator, to where he had to you know answer questions about it. He's he might he screamed in Daniel Jones's face, you know he's tough. He expects a lot. There are coaches who scream. There are coaches who don't. And if they if they lose, that's the reason, right? Right here in this city, Brian Dable loses. Oh, he's he's hard to work for. He wins. Oh, what a feisty guy! He's brought the exact element this team's needed. He loses. Uh, tough to work for. It's, it's a real problem. Same thing right across town. Robert Sala doesn't scream, doesn't curse, doesn't go nuts on his players. That's why he sucks. And that's why the team's losing, because he doesn't hold people accountable. He doesn't yell, and he shows no emotions. But, you know, Eli Manning didn't show emotions. Well, that's why he's a great quarterback. I mean, that, it's it's the same thing. It's winning. If you win, what you do is the right thing. If you lose, what you do is the wrong thing. But Brian Dable is the guy here. And he's going to be the one determining how the future of this franchise goes. And if Dave, and if Wink didn't want to be here, then Wink shouldn't be here. And if Wink can't tolerate to let go of a couple of coaches who have coached a group that I just told you at the bottom end of the league in pass rush, and maybe, just maybe, you can get more out of Thibodeau moving forward. Because let's be honest, I think the story about him being a bust is no longer pre- uh, relevant 
But do you think he impacts the game enough? Because I watch every single Giant game. I watch every single Giant snap. I think he's a pretty good player. I think he, he handles the run okay. I think he does a lot of different things pretty good. What I don't see is a fifth overall pick pass rusher who consistently gets in the face of the quarterback, who consistently ruins the game plan of the other team, who consistently is someone the other team has to worry about and focus on and game plan for. That's what I don't see. And part of it is the coaching scheme and what they decide to do with them. So I'm I'm hoping that the one thing that will come out of this now at the same time, Dexter Lawrence completely changed and became an all-pro, world-class player under Wink Martindale. So there's good and bad, and I think Wink Martindale did a pretty good job. But ultimately, this is Brian Dable's team, and I said that yesterday, but I didn't have all the information that we have now. And yeah, they're playing the game of firing versus you know trying to force him out. Maybe they knew his reaction, and I think they probably did. But he didn't ask Wink Martindale to do anything he didn't do. He fired a coach he loves. He fired a coach he brought here. He fired a coach he respects. He's the head coach. He gets to determine who's on the staff. You might not like it, then quit. But he's feeding stories to Glazer. He wants no part of it. He doesn't step up and admit that there's an issue and have something to say when when Brian Dable approaches the defensive room. And then he gets told they're making a change at outside linebacker coach, and he, scre- he screams and curses in his face and stomps off. Whatever. Bye. Bye. Go get another good offensive co- uh, defense coordinator. Already they've been linked. Uh, Leslie Frazier was like the first one everybody thought of because the relationship with Buffalo and Dable, and he's just available. Uh, now Antonio Pierce is the other sexy name, and apparently the Giants are showing interest in Pierce if he is not retained as the Raiders head coach. And I'm a little... I'm a little concerned with that hire. I got to be honest with you. I love Antonio Pierce, and I think he's a great motivator. And ultimately, I would be willing to do it and feel pretty good about it. But I don't know. He seems more of the head coach type to me, to be honest with you. Sort of the leader of men, uh, getting the most out of his players. We haven't really seen him be a coordinator. Now, look, he was the middle linebacker for a Super Bowl championship team. I, I have no doubt that he's extremely bright and understands, you know, defense and can be a good defensive coach. He just really hasn't done it before. And a brief tenure as the head coach of the Raiders still doesn't you know, add to his resume of being a defensive coordinator. He was, he was picked to be the head coach of that team because of the respect of the players and the motivational tactics and the idea it would be just a completely different feel from the previous head coach, but... It doesn't make him any more viable as a defensive coordinator necessarily. But if that's the move, that's the move. Again, I'm letting Dable and Shane pick, and that's what they should do with the draft. And the same thing. I talked about it yesterday. Go get a quarterback. I'm not going to continue to scream about it. We talked about it yesterday, but you know how I feel what the Giants should do with that sixth overall pick. And I heard Evan talking about it today. I said it last night, 100% or earlier yesterday morning. I 100% agree. Go trade up for the first pick. If that is available, if the Bears are making that first pick available, the Giants should be on the phone every day to the Bears offering them new things to see what they can do to go up and get either Williams or Drake May, whoever they prefer. That's what they should absolutely do. That's what the Giants do. Those are the bold moves that turn your franchise around. And it's not 
Todd Bowles with, with Sam Darnold, and it's not Robert Sala with Zach Wilson. This is the quarterback coach who turned who turned Josh Allen into a legitimate MVP candidate on a yearly basis. I want to see what he can do. That's what he's here for. He's not here for arguing with defensive coordinators. He's not here for yelling at special teams coaches or firing offensive line coaches. He's here to develop quarterbacks. And the Giants, make no mistake, don't have one. 877-337-6666. So we'll take your calls, Giant fans. Are you are you as fascinated in this wing conversation as I am? And I'm kind of pissed off at him because it should have worked. And I do think he's a good fit here. And I wish he was the defensive coordinator and they weren't looking for another one. But at the same time, he's leaking stories. He's not honest with his head coach. And then he can't do the same thing the head coach did himself. I don't care whether or not they lied that morning. I don't care whether or not they were hoping this would be his reaction. I don't care. Wink Martindale went about this in the wrong way. They, uh, part of the blame is always it takes two to tango. It's on Dable, but he's the head coach. And if he wants to let go of some coaches, that's his prerogative. And it's not exactly like you can't point to some of the players they coach and look at some of the failures because they're there.